Well, hello, everyone. And it is the 19th of August, getting close to Labor Day when we technically get back to work. But wait a minute, we've been working all summer. What's up with that? <laughs> Tom Marchesello in the house. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. I'd like to say I'm on a tropical beach, but it's just a backyard. <laughs> well, you actually do live pretty near a tropical beach. I mean, there is- Yeah, I passed by it. The only problem with it, we have red tide right now and it's bad, dude. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not. Stinky and bad news, I know. Bad it's news, really, yeah. really gnarly. I know it is, uh, it is not great, but it is a fact. Well, you know, here's the problem. It's all the nitrates falling into the ocean, the bay in the ocean, right? Well, we talked about that piney point stuff. It's like, you can't continue to pollute with, you know, all this extra phosphates and nitrates and stuff and think you can just dump your garbage in the, the oceans and the waterways and you know it just doesn't work you overload the system and it doesn't have its ability to oxygenate so you take your nice anaerobic uh aerobic systems and you make them anaerobic which means they're starving for oxygen and things die algae does its job that's right Right. It's actually very good. Well, people are coming on board. I'm going to go ahead and do the honors here, and then we're going to step right into your report. Sure. Um, so let's just um, do some of the. So it is water. What what W I N G as we call it. Water is a new gold, and it is the world's only vital. Why? Because without water, where are we? Scarce, because fresh water is a tiny percentage of the world's water, and we keep wrecking it. And finally, recession-proof water never fails to go up because the worse things get, the better it is for water. And it is an unfortunate fact, but it is what makes water such a really interesting asset. So uh, of course, what is escuchar en español? We have Heather on the other line interpreting and in live in real time. And you just click on that globe symbol and you are listening to this show in Spanish. All right. And then we have the usual safe harbor, which says, you know, we're doing our very best to tell you how it is. This is a very frank briefing. Every week I tell you exactly what's going on. And more than any other public company, I believe in the world, um, nobody else tells you well, as much as I do. And of course I have to say all kinds of disclaimers, but uh, we think it's very healthy, but at the same time, we have to tell you that well, sometimes we just have to correct ourselves. That's how it is. So uh, with that, I'm going to move into Tom Marchesello's quick update on operations. Now, as, as you recall, ba-boom, we had some bada bing, nice bada-bam. Yeah, so we're doing good. Uh, the team is really uh, putting, it, putting in the work. And uh, recently, as you can see by some of the press announcements that Riggs was able to share, we had uh, had a really successful uh, modular water system sale sequence where we finally got past a million bucks on uh, that first half. And then Progressive Water then came in screaming with a bunch of really good wins. And then we inked a very strong contract with three segments to it that allows us to basically hit uh, quite a significant number uh, of on our sales. And it's five million bucks plus worth of equipment uh, for different power plants with a very high quality client. And we are very, very proud to be able to do that project. I did not know that um, before we acquired 3WT, 
Mark Stevens did this project for the same power company back in 2015. Yeah, they've been a longstanding customer. Uh, we've had a, a, quite a number of longstanding customers of this caliber. And so they've, uh, you know, remember PWT under Mark's leadership has been around for 25 years and then had had it, you know, for about almost 20 years before that. So there's a long history of us doing a lot of work with a lot of great, great clients. Now, this was a while ago, and, and Tom, you and I had this conversation today about what is going on that all of a sudden we're getting all this business. What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think, you know, you, it's, it's like the perfect storm in a couple of different ways. You know, one of the ones where, uh, you know, we, we were doing well personally, executing our, uh, to get ahead on our sales. We purposely went out and stuffed the channel uh, in our pipeline with more sales. So we went into a different mode where we uh, presented to much more engineering firms and uh, design and build firms and architecture firms. And we went to different partner firms and we presented our capabilities. Uh, we did a lot of meetings, a lot of education. That then turned into some longer lead time type sales that we matured and nurtured longer. And they then started kind of coming in and closing off. So that was the number one best thing that we did that was directly our responsibility. And the team really, you know, stood up on that. Um, we talk all the time about, you know, COVID was kind of a weird change and there, it was in our benefit because people wanted to do business with American made American companies. And then now we have this infrastructure bill that's coming on the heels of that as well. And that's another, another positive. I was looking at just even the growth rates of our industry. Our industry traditionally, you know, used to track along at like three, 4% growth rates. Last year clocked 7.5% growth rate this year and next year on track to do eight to 9% growth rates. So we're just seeing acceleration just in our category for water wastewater. And that's, I think, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. So, and, and, but, but then it got along with that seemed to come these supply chain issues. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely seeing supply chain issues. You know, it's a, it's a fact of life in a lot of different industries, but you saw basic material issues hit in steel, aluminum, copper. Then you saw supply chain now then impacting finished goods. So pumps, valves, hoses, things of that nature. Uh, and we also saw some impacts from, you know, just like weird stuff, you know, shifts in the way the manufacturing happening, plus, you know, some uh, changes to who's, who's able to deliver. So there's just longer lead times. We have to be a lot better and a lot tighter about ordering in advance, try to get some, something in our favor, you know? Oh yeah. And we've been, this is where some of the capital that we're accumulating will, we should be able to use it to um, talk a little bit about that, that special plastic we use and how we can uh, get some control of that. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing. So we, we have like a really incredible capability with our special plastics where we use these, you know, tough, thick plastics that are super durable. And that's a replacement for the old steel, you know, fiberglass type tankages. And so, you know, we have different vendors for this type of material, but one of the places that we were able to source the material and get it to us, um, you know, there's a couple different vendors. We were purchasing more of our stuff kind of more just in time. And it was okay while we were operating, you know, in the past, but now those lead times have gotten so long and we have such a big pipeline of projects we have to deliver, it's easier for me to buy a bulk of the plastic material coming from the factory rather than the middleman. Mm -hmm. And then I can have it sent in a container, put it on site so that I just open the doors and pull all the material out as I need it and build my tankage uh, materials. 
and we'll actually end up saving ourselves, you know, 20% just in the, the material itself by buy in bulk. So that's the kind of stuff that we're finally able to do because we have a nice backlog. We know who we're doing business with. And if we order properly, I'll also reduce my cycle time by about a month to a month and a half, which allows me to turn over my accounts receivable quicker, which brings in our cash faster. So that's the stuff we're working on. Well, that is super. Um, thank you for that update. And I'm, I'm loving how, you know, we, we, we did all, all this work in the last year, almost two years now to, to find ways beyond our core business to take off and other core business takes off, which is great. I mean, it's great. Well, that's what you want. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'll take that too. Well, you, so, you were in the industry a long time. You were out there early saying, Hey, water is the big deal. Like it's, it's quite the thing. And then Ken and you really crafted a good message around the fact that you know, we, we hit a big trend. It was a big trend. It's, it's a very big mega trend. And it's not something that's just going away. It's actually really driving into many, many decades of, of need. You know, I, I do dabble every now and then in kind of the ESG kind of aspects of the conservatorship and the environmental stuff, as mm -hmm. well as, you know, some of the issues of, you know, dealing with the under, underserved communities. And there's such incredible demand for water everywhere you look let alone the stuff we're doing for industrial commercial, right? It, it's not letting up anytime soon. It's, it's amazing. And I love the fact that we are in that segment that the big, large water companies just can't get down to. And I think a lot of the business we're getting in, in Texas is being delegated by some of these companies that just yes. too much, right? Well, that's what we saw. Like, as you see things like uh, the infrastructure bill come along, we know some of the bigger contractors are, are certainly well positioned to earn that business first mm -hmm. because that's, they're just, more politically connected, which is sure. great, but then they sub it out, right? And we're always great as part of the people who eat on that subcontracting plate, right? So we've been around a long time. We have good capability as long as we perform and, you know, we make sure we put our hand in the pie, uh, you know, we take what we need to do and, and participate with everybody. Fantastic. Well, Tom, thank you. Um, I'm going to continue. Feel free to um, stick around. I'm going to get to another very interesting topic that you know about. But in the meantime, um, let's go ahead and discuss the next little topic here, which is we got some uh, some press. Uh, Bankless Times in Phoenix. Now, both of these stories are crypto stories. Um, let me start with Bankless. Here it is. Um, Origin Clear wants to solve our water treatment problems. And it really gets into, you know, everything, all the cool stuff we do, but then talking about, um, how we are, um, you know, building this water demand and uh, the decentralized uh, source solutions. So it's a nice, good general article, which is great. And then um, over here is one that's directly on cryptocurrency, um, Project Phoenix, which is a very cool um, um, publication. And it gets into this whole story. This is uh, written by me. Um, about what we're doing. So that's kind of cool. So that's the latest on, on our, um, in the news and more to come. Now, I wanted to give you a quick excerpt from a new podcast appearance that's occurred. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, change over to the uh, optimized video optimized mode to play that. And I think you'll enjoy it. So um, here we go. Yo, this is Doc G, and today we're talking water with Riggs Eckleberry on the Earn and Invest podcast. 
Riggs, welcome to the show. Let's get really blunt here right from the beginning. When will the world run out of clean water? Well, you you might say that it's uh, basically already done so. We have these terrible droughts in, in California happening. There's uh, water disasters happening on a regular basis throughout the world. And only 20% of the world's sewage is actually treated. So we have a real problem, not so much of completely running out of water, but the water being tainted increasingly, the aquifers being messed up. Increasingly, you just can't just take water from the tap. We know that. And we, I like to say that in America, which is relatively okay, the water will not immediately kill you. So in other words, you won't get typhoid and dysentery, but you can get long-term disease from, from just drinking the unadulterated tap water. So yes, water is broken and is a good reason for it. The first water revolution was big systems like the famous New York, Delaware system, which is vast from the Adirondacks on down and amazing clean water. It really created New York. And a lot of that stuff was done right up to World War II. Since then, we've had almost no infrastructure projects at all. There's a backlog that by 2025 will be $100 billion a year of underinvestment in our infrastructure. The answer, of course, is decentralization. If businesses, the businesses creating the dirty water treat it themselves, then it takes the load off the central the municipality and allows for the current infrastructure to survive. If a business ha- you know, did its own water treatment, it can reuse it, even if it's only to wash the equipment, that's a net gain. But let's have the basics in place. Let's clean what we make dirty. Let's treat the wastewater. I mean, come on. That, that's The fact that we only treat one-fifth of the dirty water in this world means four-fifths are ending up in lakes, rivers, and oceans. And that, I'm sorry, we live in a goldfish bowl. Who are Origin Clear's customers? What is the technology you're using? The big water companies, Veolia, American Water Works, and so forth, they like to work with the big projects because it's the same amount of trouble for me to, to do a small city as a brewery. So right away, you have a separation and a market opportunity. But here's the big problem. That brewery is in the business of making beer, not cleaning water. It does not have the capital to, to treat that water. It's, it's like, what do I do? I don't want to. I just want to pay the, my water bill. Can I just pay my water bill? Right. And so that's, we realized, wait a minute, why don't we simply provide metered water? Don't make these people pay up front. We call it water on demand. And now it becomes water as a service. So now you simply uh, sign up with Origin Clear to have your water treated over a 15-year period, let's say, and you pay on the meter. That is the new era, which is people are very excited about it. We call it total outsource water. Why? Because not only do they pay by the gallon, but we also take care of the filter maintenance. Just don't have a problem. So we really think that we have almost complete ownership of this lower segment. I mean, as things stand now, don't the municipalities, doesn't the government kind of take care of it for you at the moment? No. The share of water, of federal contribution to municipalities has gone from 76% to 9%. Either they will not accept it or they will charge very high rates for punitive tax tariff rates. The inflation of water rates far exceeds the the core inflation index. Tell me about that phrase, water is the new gold. You say that it's the world's only vital, scarce, and recession-proof market. Tell us why. Well, first of all, water is the new gold. We don't claim to be creative. This is a term coined by Fortune magazine and repeated by Market Watch and others. So water is the new gold is the idea that it is becoming into in the new in this 21st century is becoming a tradable asset year in year out water just keeps getting more and more valuable because it's perhaps less of it perhaps it's getting dirtier etc one of the problems with water is there's no water market 
Water is local. You can't move the water that's in Clearwater to Atlanta, but if you abstract it into a financial vehicle, now you can enable trading. And that starts to become really interesting for people to hedge their water costs and so forth. What are the current opportunities for an individual investor? You said that there are some capital opportunities. If I am an accredited investor out there and I'm hearing what you're saying right now and saying, wow, I really want to get in on water. Well, speaking strictly about us, we, we have private placements that enable us to develop all this stuff because we basically had to start from scratch. It's almost like a biotech play in terms of duration. The good news is that we, we feel we're at the end of that death march and that we're actually getting some the numbers are starting to kick into gear. So people can invest in Origin Clear. I know part of your dream is that there'll be more of a global water market. And I think that gets us into this issue of cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens and how that can play into this market. Tell us what you've been working on. Right. So the beauty, of course, I'm talking about water decentralization and the whole crypto world is decentralized finance. It's basically the same thing, but applied to money. The beautiful thing about, and, and people say, well, what's this blockchain thing, crypto? Blockchain is just software. Just say, okay, you know, blockchain is very, very good software that's highly decentralized. It enables it all. Fine. Let's just put that aside. We say cryptocurrency. Why? Crypto because it's secure and currency because it is a money. It is a coin. And we think that increasingly the, the the world is going to create a coin for each specialized type of asset there'll be there'll be coins for everything there already are there's a very good solar energy coin for example it's worth spending the time and energy to represent water with a coin in order to be able to, to have a currency you got to have a connection between the actual commodity and, and the money so this advent of water on demand water as a service now enables us to go guess what when you invest in water on demand you will get a predictable return and it can be expressed as a coin, which is really just a little smart contract that says, I'm going to pay Doc G X amount of profits for the next 25 years. And because it's a coin and there's a market, maybe he can sell that for cheaper and get it earlier and all that good stuff. So it creates a market. And, and that's the interesting part about it is, is to encapsulate the actual revenue that's coming from these new breed of, of paper gallon water systems, because the, the water and the money are connected and we can do a simple abstraction or packaging of it into a coin. Now, that's very nice, but it's also still elite. It still only helps the investors. There's a second part of it, which I've been working on, which is called Clear Aqua. And Clear Aqua is the coin, the water coin for the world. Whatever the rules are, we're still working them out. But you get into the community and you can start to say, hey, guess what? I'm in South Bend, Indiana, and the water's crappy here. Can we do something about it? And then it uses this um, very well-vetted delegate system that coins like EOS and Steemit use to then aggregate and filter these, these community concerns and turn them into proposals. And on the other side, we have the financing coin. So it's a, it's a dual token universe. It's moving quickly. By quickly, I mean that we may have something perhaps by the end of the year. Because the good news about crypto these days is a lot of pre-built stuff. There's a lot of white, what we call white label. I see it as the way to scale up. Why? Crypto has no boundaries. It's frictionless. A grandmother in Korea can invest in a trailer park in Alabama. So it widely democratizes the water investment process. It eventually creates a world market. And it more, most importantly of all, it involves everybody. And in the developing world, they've told us, please don't give us free stuff anymore. We want entrepreneurial opportunities. 
And so that too will help in that area. It seems to me what you're saying is crypto allows for the buying, selling, trading, and funding of decentralized water in such a way that something like the stock or bond market never could because of the decentralization. So you can invest in quote unquote smaller projects in disparate places through crypto. Whereas up to this point, all we can really invest in are these incredibly big projects from companies that are public and in the stock market or from bonds or whatever huge vehicles that have already been created. Crypto mm-hmm. really gets lets you be much more granular and fund these smaller decentralized projects. Is that is that am I understanding correctly? That's correct. Now it's not to say that over time you couldn't do a similar thing with equities, but it would take 20 or 20 years or more because you would have to establish so much infrastructure. Whereas, you know, crypto is much lighter that way. You know, it's got it, it's got this great intelligence that you can program. And what these cryptos represent is almost like you said, these small payment contracts based on an initial investment. They have to represent, it's like pork bellies. They have to represent an actual valuable thing. You can say Bitcoin doesn't represent anything, but a coin, a water coin would. The investment grade, so there's two, remember there's two. The investment grade one, which we call dollar H2O, is is the one that is like a a bond. And it's the one that pays you out for your investment. And then on the other side is ClearAqua, which is pure community coin. It's not intended to be a security. It's basically a... Kumbaya, kumbaya for water, right? But it's a way for people to push concerns up and have them eventually turn into proposals. So I want to pivot for a moment. You mentioned philanthropy investors before. Talk to me a little bit about water philanthropy. What is happening? Is Origin Clear involved in that? It's fascinating because last year when we were starting to to develop this whole concept of water on demand, this gentleman Ivan Ans came along to one of my briefings. And he had built a real estate play called Equity and Help into, I think it's number 85 on the Fortune, on the Inc. 5000. So it's incredibly fast growing. And what he managed to do is put a lot of people into houses they could not otherwise afford because they didn't have good credit, because they were broke, whatever. And they were able to buy a house for less than the cost of renting it. And then he called that concept philanthropic investing because the investors make double digit returns and they're doing good at the same time. So then he broadened it. So well, I want to do the same thing in water. I want to do it in energy, et cetera, et cetera. We very quickly got into a relationship. And what they did was they basically leveraged their big real estate investor base and said, started giving them choices, right? Hey, you can, you can do a water thing. And that really transformed us. And they are in 19 countries, a lot of them in Latin America. We've gotten investments already from Argentina because we will accept real estate as investments and and we will we'll monetize them ourselves. Well, let me tell you something. People don't mind going, okay, I don't have to go through the trouble of selling this. I'll just go ahead and deed it over and get a bunch of stock and da-da-da. So yes, we are strongly you know, dedicated to water and philanthropy investing through our partners. Doc, it never happens that a partner comes along and does this much. How many frogs do I have to kiss? But there is a prince once in a while. This has been the Earn and Invest podcast. On behalf of myself, Doc G, I'd like to thank Riggs Eckleberry. That's a wrap. Thank you. Now, I want to make it clear that this is not a video podcast. It's an audio podcast, but uh, Doc G was kind enough to let me have the tape. 
And so um, uh, my brother, Stephen, the man with too many cameras, went ahead and turned it into a show. And I hope you enjoyed it. I think it was a, a good little interview and it worked well. So um, let me just check out. There's some, um, there are, whoa, there's some great stuff here from Ivan. Um, when with all kinds of good stories about how the world is running out of water. And now um, I'm happy to say that, that Equity and Help made it the third year in a row on the Inc. 500. All right, so um, they, they are at number 374 on the Inc. 5000. And um, they're, they're on the smaller group, which is Inc. 500. And I believe they're very, very high up in the Florida group. So um, my congratulations to Ivan, who's um, along with Bella, his wife, Artie, the CEO, uh, Vendi, uh, who's a uh, VP of expansion, George Mentis, who's joined as a CMO, and all the other team that are helping us. You are amazing. So that's greatly, greatly appreciated. So we're now going to quickly uh, move on. <clears throat> and um, wow, third year on the 500. So cool. Of course, we don't qualify because we're public, but nonetheless, um, it is an amazing, amazing thing. So I'm going to try not to, well, actually, wait, I got to fix this because the thumbnails, uh, it can't be optimized for video. So let me just uh, turn off the video optimization and share the screen again. And uh, here we go. And that was Doc G, an internal medicine physician who, um, moved over, interestingly enough, to uh, conversations about money and life. So that was a really cool little um, uh, podcast. Much appreciated. Much more coming from that direction. Um, and you'll be seeing my podcast bookings start up again. Okay, quickly, news from the cryptoverse. What's going on? Well, it, it turns out that the NFT world is taking off. So NFT searches peaked in March. But then interestingly enough, the actual sales on OpenSea, which is the largest NFT market, after a considerable lag, have taken off. Now, what does NFT mean? And it's a word I wish they didn't use because nobody understands it. Fungible means you can switch it. A gallon of gasoline is a gallon of gasoline, whether you buy it in New York or Florida. Um, a dollar bill is a dollar bill. They may have, may have separate serial numbers, but you can switch them. They're fungible. So... Non-fungible means they're unique. You cannot switch them. And th this could be the tech we use for our dollar H2O dividend packaging. And as you see, NFTs are really happening. These NFTs that we have are intended to be the lifetime value of these interesting contracts that we have coming out of these water on demand things. And they get issued as tokens. And each of these tokens holds the entire future value of dividends. That's great. It's future marketplace, as I discussed with Doc G. But first, we are doing this. Clear Aqua Network, because we want to empower communities to solve water problems. And so we're just doing the left-hand side here, which is you know, alerts bubbling up through the Clear, Clear Aqua community to delegates. And also there's something called validators. It's all very cool. And then eventually ends up with proposals where clearaqua.org funnels them over to the capital to solve the problems. Status update. Well, we have an updated proposal. As you can see now, we're gonna have them involved. We're gonna have them build um, in a very flexible environment called FlowTrack. Um, and they're also gonna get involved with the Origin Clear website to make that very sexy and cool. Um, and 
in the, the sort of 75 day uh, timeline, we also will be focusing on building launch resources, et cetera. So we're on the verge of doing this deal. Uh, we're just doing some of the little back and forth. So that's where that's at. And um, new development, planning for acquisitions. And uh, that is something that is near and dear to my heart. As you know, 2015, we acquired Progressive Water. Uh, and in, in 2018, we uh, did an acqui-hire, you might say. We brought in a guru from, um, who creates these modular water systems. And we got his patents and so forth under master license. And so that was our second big, quote unquote, acquisition. But now um, we received some term sheets to finance acquisitions. Now, these are non-binding term sheets and it's early stage, but I wanted to share it with you because, um, and again, the financing and the acquisitions may not occur. So don't bank on it. Nonetheless, um, I'm very excited about the, the potential partners here and um, it does seem feasible. So the first thing is I really want us to be able to manage water on demand systems. What do I mean by that? Well, that's this stuff down here where you have sensors, goes into a database performance and you build by the gallon. All that capability is stuff that is actually fairly sophisticated. And uh, we have a partner um, in India, Permionics, one of our top licensees who has that capability uh, and they've offered it and we'll be using that for sure. But ultimately it's best to own a company in the space, isn't it? So that's that part. And then the second big part is to acquire profitable industrial water companies for their revenue, their profits, their capacity, right? Because back on water and demand, we start getting, bringing, you know, a lot of money on the capital side. Um, we need to have the ability to, to deliver. Now, the fact that we don't own a company is not going to stop us from giving them business, but you make more money when you give business to your own companies. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of empire building going on here. And finally, a lot of them have great technology. So again, um, don't back on it yet, but it's for real. And it's one of the most exciting things I'm doing. Um, Tom and uh, uh, Tom, of course, is a, um, you know, he's been around the block. He's, he's represented funds on the buy side and he is uh, going to be teaming up with, we have another exec um, consultant who works on a due diligence. And so we have a team ready to go. So that is really, really cool. Um, Moving on here because um, we are um, we don't want to keep you too long, but there's been some updates on our uh, fundings, and that is you know the Series U, which is basically 150% uh, redemption of public stock, four potential warrants, which means you get to have a guaranteed low price for four times in a row, which is super cool, um, and then. But the Series V, that is the thing that builds the water on demand program. And now the redemption is 150% into public stock with uh, two times leverage. Now you'd think, well, that's not as good as Series U. Yeah, but you get 25% net profits for up to 25 years. And we're expanding Series V up to $300 million because we, uh, our, our portal marketing firm, um, which actually did Impossible Foods, they're very, very prestigious, want to go after small funds in the $100 million range. So this is interesting. $300 million generates a lot of money, $2 billion forage and clear. So really, really interesting. So be sure to get your personal briefing from Mr. Ken, Ken B. He is a busy man these days, 
but he knows what's going on. And I highly recommend that you click on oc.gold/ken. Please be accredited. Um, if you are not accredited, we still want to have you, you in the list. Uh, why? Uh, because we are restarting our unaccredited investor offering that is coming down the pike. It's going to take a month or two to pull together um, just because that's what it takes to get the SEC to, to review it and so forth. Um, but it is going to happen. And I'm quite sure, uh, personally sure that in Q4, we'll have it together. All right. So we have somebody else with a little chat. Let's just uh, check it out. And um, Ken makes it very clear that you, if you're non-US, you can speak to him. What does that mean? That means if you are in Canada, Mexico, or whatever, you are free to invest in Origin Clear. Um, it's assumed you're accredited, but we are not required to verify it. In the US, we are supposed to take, and we do take reasonable uh, steps to verify your accreditation. If you're non-US, you're expected to be accredited in the laws of your own country, and you basically uh, certify that you are. And Ivan tells us that we'll soon have our first investor from El Salvador, which is fantastic, in Central America. That is super, super cool. So thank you, Ivan. It's, and we have um, more to come, in fact. more, more uh, And, oh, yes, yes, yes. This is cool. <laughs> Ivan, thank you. We just opened a corporate um, bit, um, Bitcoin account in, on the Kraken exchange because there is a potential $100,000 investment that's going to come in through in Bitcoin. So I guess I'm telling you officially that we will accept Bitcoin or Ethereum uh, for investment. So um, why not? That happened literally today. So it's good news. So um, you know, I do want to see you next week. As you can tell, these are action-packed, lots to tell you. And if you don't, if you miss one, don't worry, the replays, you know, show up and you can always look on the website where we have a transcription, you can read it. And of course, it's also transcribed and um, recorded in video in Spanish. But I love to have you guys and gals on the show with me, because it's so much fun talking to you each week, the most transparent company in the public uh, company space. Anyway, so much more to come. And uh, I'm super excited, loving how it's going. The team is really, you know, the big difference between let's say 2018 and today is that I have a real team. I mean, Tom Marchesello is one of the best things that came out of the water chain um, experience. And there he is again, because water chain, you know, attracted so, such good talent. And, uh, and Tom was there and and we had to close it down because A, we couldn't figure out how to monetize the water, which we figured out now. And B, crypto winter set in, 80% losses, et cetera. And he goes, well, you need help with your modular water systems, don't you? I'll go, I kind of do. So we ended up with a top exec uh, at Origin Clear and not worthy, not worthy. And no. then, of course, Look, this is fun. Remember I, having fun. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you're, 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 wait, wait. You, you must be. Um, I'm not hearing you. You're not. Oh, I'll just be uh, quiet. Oh, that's what it is. Me. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I said no. It, 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 we're having fun. Remember, this is fun. It's fun to actually do fun things. So it's you know. fun. It's you know what? It's exactly right. This is becoming more and more. You know, it's starting to remind me more and more of what these tech things we did in the '90s. 
uh, you were, you were, um, you know, you did more things more in the two thousands. But um, for me, the the early days of the dot com were like, whoa, oh my god, you know, and um, that that was. It feels like that now. It's got that buzz, that buzzy feeling to it. And to think that it would happen in water, unbelievable, right? Never happened. I think it's like, it's actually an interesting spot, you know, as you're, you're seeing innovation wanting to take place in a lot of areas that were overlooked for so long because they weren't really exciting or people didn't know how to monetize them. And then you see a lot of lessons learned from tech industry, plus now the crypto industry saying, hey, you can make money and, you know, it's it's so much more opportunistic than it ever used to be because it's about somebody deciding they want to step up, deciding they want to do the business and then just going after it. You're not necessarily having to ask permission to go do this stuff around the world because the need's so great and there's really nobody standing in your way to do it. The truth is they want you to do it. It's true. Unlike energy where the utilities are fighting decentralization uh, in water, they're saying, please go ahead, treat the water. We can't handle it. So um, that's, and, and it's interesting now that uh, Ivan is piping up here saying that we open Kraken to convert decentralized money into decentralized water. Kind of funny. That's kind of cute. Um, but it is all kind of happening. So um, you came along, Ken Berenger came along and transformed um, all our uh, capital raising so that we literally are able to seriously raise capital. And of course, in 2020, the philanthropic investors team came on. We have um, just a great team and we need more. Um, Progressive Water, 2018, we had Dan Early come in. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you all very much. And uh, it was a pleasure having you tonight. Do tune in next week and bye for now. I'm going to switch off the video because Heather needs to catch up. So good night.